Tuesday morning. It is September the 26th and it's 10 a.m., which means it's time to track the tropics. From sunny central Florida, I'm West 2 meteorologist Eric Burris. And I'm WJCL 22, Chief Meteorologist Jeremy Nelson in Savannah, Georgia. It looks like uh, you are at work today, all dressed up. You know, every now and then you got to throw a tie on and, uh, and and be professional. But at least we're not in hurricane coverage. I feel like the last time that I did tracking the tropics from work, it was because we were in the middle of Idalia coverage. Glad that that's not the case. Um, but the tropics are still tropicking. There's still things to track out there this morning. Yeah, we're getting close to October. Uh, we're starting to see, at least by my coastline, the water temperatures come down just a bit. But we still have plenty of wa uh, warm water across the Atlantic Basin. So, yeah, there's still a few things out there that we're keeping an eye on. And the good news right now, though, is uh, what is out there in the form of Tropical Storm Fleet. That's pretty weak, isn't it? does not look like a whole lot on the uh, IR satellite. No, not at all. It's definitely undergoing a little bit of wind shear. 5 a.m. advisory for Philippe shows winds of 50 miles an hour. Um, I, you know, I always laugh at storms like this, Jeremy, because you get that shear. And if you're, if you're just west of the center of circulation, it's almost sunny there. Whereas, you know, the storm system itself is kind of all thrown on the other side. So it's moving to the west-northwest at 13. This is an interesting case study because all of the computer models had been recurving, Philippe, but now that's not quite the case. The latest forecast from the National Hurricane Center kind of taking it west-northwest and then throwing it right into the face of shear and weakening it Saturday into Sunday. Yeah, and that certainly is uh, some very good news. And you mentioned, though, if you're on the western side of it, uh, almost nothing going on. We saw that also with Ophelia because that passed off the southeast coast. It was definitely a little bit closer to my area. I mean, it was well off the coast, but we saw nothing from that. We saw um, rip current risk at our coastline, but uh, we stayed on the drier side of that. And then you go into portions of uh, North Carolina where it tracked, and there was quite a bit of rain there. Yeah and some tropical storm force winds, but it really depends what side you're on with these storms. Um, and with that one, we were on the right, the uh, perfect side of it, which was on the Western side. And mm -hmm. as you just showed with Philippe, this is uh, sheared uh, quite a bit right now. Yeah, so while Philippe works into wind shear, that's actually going to open the door for the next system to try and form back behind it. That's Invest 91. Looking at the satellite presentation on this one right now, definitely getting healthier. The Hurricane Center uh, mentioning that the chances of development for Invest 91 are going up. Still a 90% likelihood over the next seven days time. But Jeremy, this morning, the Hurricane Center in their eight o'clock uh, tropical weather outlook upped the two-day development from 60% to 70%. Yeah, so uh, we're coming up here pretty quickly. We may see a tropical depression. And is that would that be 18? Are we on to 19 that, now? That would I know be, the next That would be 18, I think. Okay. Yeah. And uh, we were talking about this. The next named storm will be the 18th storm of the season. Uh, the 17th named. Of course, we had one unnamed back in January. So uh, if we get to 18, uh, that was the top end of our forecast, which was higher than any other forecast that we saw preseason. So right. uh, a bit of a supersized season. And last night at work, I had to dig into... Uh, an old graphic that I had where mm -hmm. I made the supplemental storm name yes. list. I, I actually I actually pulled that out just because I was like, you know what? I think if I get this out and get it ready, 
maybe the tropics will calm down. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, it, you know, I, I think we're going to get Rena here in the next couple of days' time. Um, and then the question comes, getting into October, just how does the season shape up, right? Because we are going to start turning off the main development region. But mm-hmm. but then we have to start opening up the Caribbean and the Gulf of Mexico a little bit. And, and it's those homegrown, those areas of low pressure along old cold fronts that'll sneak up on you and kind of do their thing, you know? Yeah, and even during uh, really quiet falls, we usually have some area, areas of interest or maybe uh, one or two named storms, yeah. busier ones like last fall. We had uh, quite a bit of activity to track. So even though we're headed down the slope right now, uh, I would not give up on the tropics quite yet. No, and, and you'll notice there too, mid-October, there's like this little peak. There's always, like mid-October, I feel like there's always this this little mini busy thing. It's it's kind of like fake fall, right? Like we all know about right. fake fall. It's the same kind of thing, but in the tropical realm. Yeah, I, I'm a little bit farther north than you, so we get sort of that second severe weather season. Yeah. Um, into maybe like October, parts of November, you start getting these strong cold fronts down here. And we can get some pretty strong or severe thunderstorms in our area. Mm -hmm. So uh, maybe there's a a very loose um, tie into that where you see that little bump up in the tropics. That's almost like that second severe weather season. Right. Right. Yeah. So we're watching that. Um, and, and looking at the models, you know, you've got Philippe and then you've got what will be Rena and they're doing some interesting things. So, um, you know, what do you say, Jeremy, we just kind of take a look, dial into that a little bit and just kind of see what's doing out there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that said, then the big question, of course, is where do we go from here in terms of tropical activity? So let's take a look. This is the raw GFS model data. Okay. And I'm going to broaden it out and give you the full Atlantic basin. Okay. So based on this, you can very clearly see um, Florida, the Southeast United States, Georgia, South Carolina. You've got that little purple dot. Okay. That's Philippe kind of the center bottom of your screen. Then just go down and to the right a little bit. That's Invest 91, which would become Rena. Follow through time, and what the GFS is doing is fading Philippe out, really pulsing Rena up, and then kind of bringing Rena out to the open Atlantic. A, a pretty decent mid-latitude storm system up to the north there, Jeremy. Yeah, and that... Um... Uh, we'll find out the National Hurricane Center's thoughts on that once we get an impression, and then they'll put a track on it yeah. to see if they're like, no, a tropical storm, or maybe they're going to ramp it up to uh, hurricane strength. Mm. We'll see either way. But yeah, Philippe, that is going to fade pretty quickly. But what we have noticed on some models, it kind of takes that low or whatever's left of it yeah. and may try to reform it somewhere maybe east or north of the Bahamas or off the east coast. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're not really seeing that in the GFS model, okay, Mm -hmm. which is what I'm showing here. But, it, it, you know, if, if one thing that is interesting, though, with the GFS, so let's just kind of back it up. So, so GFS has got Philippe going to the north. And then right there, that's what, that's the 7th of October, like a piece of uh, Philippe up around like the Outer Banks, so, so the yeah. GFS is doing something interesting there. If we switch over to the European model, okay, there's Philippe, there's Rena. Watch how, and I'm going to bring it into the um, closer view here just for a moment, okay? But watch how it's got that little blue dot, <laughs> that little blue area 
now turning a little green, around the Bahamas, just as you had mentioned, Jeremy, and then kind of trying to do something of reclosing it there. So we may not be completely done once we see Philippe fade. We may not be completely done with Philippe. Yeah, there, and there's a ton of uncertainty with these models. Uh, uh, big wide spreads where you have the GFS, not really anything. Uh, this model right here that you're taking a look at uh, tries to tr- try to get that low, maybe a little bit reorganized. Mm-hmm. But as I mentioned, our water temperatures are starting to drop here off the southeast coast. Obviously, it could still sustain some sort of tropical system. But uh, near shore now, we're about 79 to 80 degrees, and we always say 80 is about that magic number. Right, right, right. So, I mean, you know, you could open yourself up to subtropical development, perhaps. So, um, I mean, you know, that's that'll be interesting to see. Let's look at the ensembles, though, because, you know, we always talk about how the ensembles give you the idea because you can look at the many different versions, if you will, of of computer models. So let me just turn this around, multi-member... All right, so this um, this is a look at the GFS ensembles, and so you've got nothing, you know, nothing crazy. It's trying to show some stuff kind of toward the end, but nothing, nothing that's discernible other than eh, there may be something, there may be not. Kind of like a non-committal type thing there, you know. Uh, let's look at the European ensembles, though. All right. We'll yeah, it looks like the GFS just showed a couple little lows there off the southeast coast. Right. This one uh, potentially has a few more, but again, nothing that's, uh, I would say, super alarming to yeah. us. Yeah, and I'm not seeing much on the European ensemble, so I would say that the operational euro for now is perhaps a little, a little more interesting than the actual ensembles are so maybe we've just got like an interesting little flavor there and nothing more you know nothing nothing stands out to me there so um it's interesting though because going into october we exit out of our somewhat established weather pattern and start making some adjustments a little bit (laughs) yes so uh with our long-range forecasting uh obviously october november the keys uh we really focus in on the pattern areas of interest tropical systems we uh believe those are the clues to the next hurricane season. So if you haven't followed that, we'll definitely be uh, diving into that coming up. And uh, Eric, I know uh, you're going to love this. Uh, guess what I went out and uh, bought yesterday and I'm all, I'm all ready now. I'm guessing it's a paper calendar, my friend. Yep. Here's my, uh, got my calendar ready to go. Oh, take boy. my, uh, my notes on anything and everything that will be in the Atlantic basin come October and November, and uh, yeah, I just, uh, I know Eric's all high-tech and does it on a computer. <laughs> they they still make these paper things here. So there's a, uh, I, I heard yesterday that there might be a reboot of The Office. So, you know, yep. paper supply companies. So thought maybe a little tribute to uh, reboot of The Office. I'll keep the uh, Dunder Mifflin going. While, while you do that, I'm going to be using and uh, I'm going to be leveraging Microsoft Excel so that I can plot and graph and try and you know so we'll we'll see we'll see. you're still the master of the long-range forecast machine so no matter what i do you're still going to beat me oh well i think we're uh, we're a good team when it comes to that right <laughs> I, I would agree so with that we kind of get into no man's land now so for those of you that 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 have been with us um you know how we kind of use different techniques and and one of the techniques is using um, Gary Lezak's Lezak recurring cycle, where we look at the weather that occurs during October and November and kind of observe it 
start to recycle. And then once we kind of can key in onto that cycle duration, we have an idea of what could happen going all the way into next year's hurricane season. So that's what Jeremy's talking about with the paper calendar and and my Microsoft Excel is trying to key in on the recycle. Um, But that does leave us with a gaping hole in in hurricane forecasting in the long range, which is October and November-ish. Yeah, and so we sort of have this like window as we go through the next, uh, basically the last two months of hurricane season. I sometimes call it our kryptonite because our sort of our uh, secret sauce. Uh, we're, we're to the end of what we can use that for. So we're coming up on this period where we still want to give everyone a heads up and we have this other method um, that we really follow um, to just pick out some bigger pieces of the puzzle. And Eric did a great job of it when we had Idalia right here about three weeks before that system moved in. This is a method we were using and we're focused on the North Pacific and around the Bering Sea area. Uh, hence the name of the Bering Sea Rule. So we're just uh, kind of trying to pick out some uh, low pressure areas that correlate to what may be our part of the country when you project forward about 15 to 19 days. And and it's 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 another one of those tools in the tool chest that are great to use. Um, so what we're looking at now is just kind of the last two weeks in the Bering Sea. And there's, you know, there's some little pieces of, of this or that. Nothing, you know, oh, and Jeremy and I know you've been looking at this individually as well. There's nothing at least in the last two weeks that have stood out. But going forward, there may be some sort of an interesting indicator. Yeah, and I don't know if you can pull up those maps specifically, the forecast ones. Um, we're really kind of focused on mid-October, the Gulf of Mexico yeah, is what we were kind of thinking, uh, at least based on that method. So I would watch maybe a middle part of October for a low. And again, we're forecasting or, or thinking there could be low pressure in the Gulf of Mexico. And obviously the water's still warm there. So if there's going to be something a little closer in or homegrown or something like that, uh, Gulf, potentially middle part of October. Right. So this is a map. Um, you, this is using the GFS, okay? So it's using the GFS, and it's late September. But but using that technique, what you end up doing is extrapolating it out, you know, more than two weeks' time. So based on this, um, that would be like the 15th, 16th of October. So it's not like a home run, you know. Nothing is perfect. Listen, if there's one thing that my wife reminds me, that nothing is perfect. But that's an interesting signature. We've seen that signature pretty clearly in the forecast models. Now, we do have to wait and see how it actually plays out near the Bering Strait. But for now, that's a pretty clear indicator that we may have around mid-October some sort of a feature, whether it's tropical or not, impacting around the Florida panhandle from about... Apalachicola through the Big Bend. Um, and, and it's been, I mean, we're talking probably the last 10, 15 model runs. It's been consistent there. Yeah, and that's something we'll watch for the middle part of the month. And who knows, maybe it's tied to like a strong cold front yeah. starting to move in. We can kind of get those uh, first stronger fronts to start reaching the Gulf Coast, right, uh, right. maybe part of Florida by that time frame. So it could be a low that's just riding out that boundary, or it could be something that forms out ahead of uh, yep. whatever that is. But 
uh, as you mentioned, it's definitely like a little stronger feature on some of the maps we have been looking at. So yeah. that's why it kind of has piqued our interest a bit. 100%. And then if we extrapolate this out beyond, you know, I mean, it, it would kind of, you know, according to this trajectory, kind of right up I-95, you know, whatever that may be, opening up some high pressure. And then there's like another little feature. This is weaker, but it's kind of showing another little feature developing down south of Florida. It'll be interesting to see how that ends up playing out. This right here, so that's October, what is that? That's the seventh, so that would end up being one, two, one. That's like the 24th, 25th of October, so the week before Halloween. That's pretty decent, you know, cold front type signature. So could we have a little bit of a, a, a decent front right before Halloween? I, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, and uh, typically, I think at least where I'm at, obviously a little bit farther north, it's generally uh, you start to get a real cold front maybe uh, that first week yeah. or two of October. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and for us, it's usually mid-October we get that taste. You always want to try and time it out so that it's there for Halloween. It just never really works out that way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, our the latest we've ever been 90 here is Halloween a few years ago. We hit 90 degrees on Halloween. I know you can... You probably see 90 almost every month oh, yeah. or close to it. Um, but for us, we start to get, finally get a little bit cooler as we go through October. September is uh, definitely more of a summer month here. Yeah. Uh, coolest we've been so far is low 60s at night. So we have not been in the 50s yet. Yeah, we we had two nights in Orlando in the 60s. <laughs> so it is it is a bit of a difference here. Um, so that's kind of where we're at um, in terms of the tropics right now and looking ahead. Mid-October will be an interesting time frame to watch um, because, as Jeremy mentioned, the month of October, you really do need to watch the Caribbean and the Gulf of Mexico. The main development region starts to shut things down just a little bit. Um couple of questions on uh, the social. I don't know. Do you have any yet? I've got a couple I see on my side. Uh, sure. You can go ahead. All right. So Jamie's asking on YouTube, could you explain what causes the LRC to reset? I do follow Gary Lezak, so I have an idea. I think that's like the, the number one question. Right. I think there's uh, maybe some ideas with it. But what we've noticed is uh, things really start to change, though, um, kind of once we get into October. So there, there obviously is some sort of transition period, whether it's late September, early part of October. But once we get around October 10th and on, we kind of feel and see that things are really different in how, how they're playing out, where some of these stronger ridges and troughs are setting up versus the old pattern. So those are the clues that we then uh, look at when we uh, move forward. So if we would see something in the Gulf of Mexico, tropical or not, if it's an uh, area of low pressure, that is something that definitely would be more into the new part yep. of the pattern, and we'd have to watch for uh, next hurricane season. Yeah, no doubt. And so this, you know, for me, I think that this is a very interesting time to watch the weather and to track the weather because these bigger storm systems, Jeremy, as you mentioned, tropical or not, they will lean into our forecasting for next hurricane season. So let's start watching where these bigger storm systems go these next couple of months and thus you'll you know you'll have an idea where we end up going with hot spots for the 2024 hurricane season forecast which will come out march the 1st yeah so are we are we now closer to issuing our hurricane forecast than actually like <laughs> the one before our, yeah i get, i mean september october november december january february March. no not quite we're almost 
So we're about six months away. Just, just about six months away. Yeah. So October first okay. will be that will be that date. All right. Wow. So wow, it comes up quick. And and I I personally love it because this is usually the very you know October November December January those are usually the very quiet weather months. But for me, I've I've ever since I've met you. These have become my busiest forecasting months because I'm, I'm scanning and I'm studying and I'm tracking and I'm logging and, and all this. So it's really, it's a fascinating, fascinating time for forecasting. Yeah. And one thing that's been very clear about the current pattern is the North Central Gulf, nothing, uh, only that far southern tip of Texas, which mm-hmm. was an area we highlighted, uh, had uh, Tropical Storm Harold move through there. So most of Texas has been quiet, Louisiana. Mississippi, Alabama. Now, if we start seeing in October, once we get past the 10th, especially some lows that are going towards Louisiana or up in there, that would be a signal to us and kind of something we mark down, take a note of. Um, Maybe that would be a future hotspot for the next season. Exactly. And that's how this October 15th part of the pattern that we're watching on the BSR is a very clear indicator to me, Jeremy, that the pattern is changing. It's it's very outside of the current kind of synopsis that we've been watching. Yeah, and it's something that'll play a key role in our forecast. I think this is good that we uh, we kind of catch up every Tuesday, yeah. talk about the tropics, because now this year, uh, assuming we don't have a Nicole-type storm in November where we have uh, something to, to track or we're busy with, we can focus in on uh, other key parts of the pattern. Yeah, no doubt about it. So for now, we don't have any immediate threats, which is good. We're looking long range, but it's also important to just kind of get a status update of where we are because we came out with our forecast on March the 1st. We were by far and away above average when nobody else thought above average was a thing, right? Um, and and maybe we even have underdone it. Look at look at the numbers for right now. It's 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 actually quite impressive, Jeremy. Seventeen named storms so far this year. The average through today, ten and a half. Last year through today, we had only had nine named storms. Yeah, and we're about to have number eighteen. Yep. So, um, and then we just have about what like four names left on the that's list. It. I think that's yeah, that's it. We have Sean, Tammy, was it Vince? Vince and yeah. Whitney. I'm just really impressed that you have that by memory. <laughs> well, Se- like, seriously. Hey, last night I was uh, looking at this list and then I went over the uh, supplemental storm names. Yeah. And I think Adria is up first on the uh, supplemental storm names. It, what, one thing that I kind of laugh at is that they have like just as many or more names on that list and yeah. i'm like if we ever get to like 40 some names i'm just listen I'm done. i mean you say that but like it, we've both been in the, you know i'm coming up on my 22nd anniversary at the end of september in tv so we've done this you and i a good long while the first time that we ran out of storm names was that moment where it's like, oh my God, we can never do this. And now we've gone so deep into the Greek alphabet that they've right. said we, we, we can't do that anymore because we can't, um, we, we, we can't retire Greek letters. And so they've added this up. So it's like, this is crazy. You know, like slow it down there, Tropics. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, so as we uh, go into October, we'll probably be on to like the S or the T name. Yeah. And then um, 
we'll see how far we go. But yeah. uh, I don't think we'll make it as far as we did in, uh, what was that, 2020? We had like 30 named right. storms or yeah. something. I hope not. I hope not. We've spent a combined 73.5 days. There have been 73.5 named storm days. Uh, last year through today was 37, and the 30-year average is 49.4. But the most impressive metric, I think, Jeremy, is the most nerdy metric, and that's the ACE numbers. How about this for something? Thus far, 119.8 ACE points. The 30-year average through today is 88.8 ACE points. Last year through today, 64 ACE points. What is ACE, first off? Uh, accumulated cyclone energy. So we're taking into account uh, how long storm has been around, intensity, um, all those things, and then it sort of adds that score up. So basically, the higher the score, um, either you've had some very, very strong hurricanes that have been long-lasting, or it's just been an overall active season, and we've seen an active season. We've had three major hurricanes. And yeah. um, uh, what's the average? Right around two, three. I yeah, think, yeah. For a season, our forecast was two to four. We had seven to nine hurricanes and then 14 to 18 named storms. I don't know. Have we had the seventh hurricane yet? I think we're at six. Hold on. Let's count them here. <laughs> All right. Don, Franklin, Idalia, Lee, Margo, Nigel. So that's six. six. All right. So maybe we see uh, Rena strengthen into a hurricane. Some it models looks like it will, like, yeah. Sort of hinted that. Um, so right now we're at six hurricanes for the season. And... Um, 17 storms total. Yeah. So ACE points, okay, perspective. We're obviously above the 30-year average. We're obviously like double where we were this time last year. But climatology for an entire season is 122.5 ACE points. We are almost to the entire hurricane season worth of accumulated cyclonic energy. I just thought that that was kind of an interesting little tidbit, if nothing else. Yeah, and we'll uh, end up being... Uh, above average yeah. for the season in terms of the uh, A score. Just uh, kind of depends how far above average. Maybe we end up around like 140. Yeah. Maybe. yeah. I mean, it, it, if we get some decent ones. Um, okay, a couple of good questions. Janet is asking, do the depressions count as ace points or just named storms? Um, I think I, they do. They just don't generate much. Right. I, like if it's a remnant low or something like that, it stops. Right. And then um over land does it stop as well it, i don't think so i think if it's okay. a categorized depression or above once it goes post-tropical extra tropical it's done potential tropical cyclones do not count um okay here's another good right. one okay do each storm count separately or if two storms are active is ace counted once or twice in a day it is it is named storm days can go concurrently so if there's two storms at the same time there will be two name storm days in one day but ace is completely separate so yeah you could have a cat five generating ace points like crazy and a depression not generating ace points like crazy but they're all still working together yep they're each scored individually jamie's asking it's your birthday and i saw kevin johnson mention something is today your birthday you turned 70 today yeah i did <laughs> mazel tov oh. <laughs> Yeah, Kevin, actually, he sent me a, t Kevin, who is uh, a co-worker of ours, and I actually worked with him at my previous station. Uh, this goes back uh, almost 14 years ago now at uh, WISN in Milwaukee, also a Hearst station. So is uh, WJCL in Savannah, West 2 in Orlando, yeah. also owned by the same company. So 
Uh, we've uh, both known Kevin for a long time. So, yeah, he texted me this morning. I said, hey, you can stop by and say hi to us on uh, Track in the Tropics. So it looks like he popped by. Well, and I, I, what a good friend I am. I had no, I haven't checked Facebook and I didn't put you in my calendar. I'm going to put you in my calendar now so that I know. <laughs> Happy birthday. You know what? I'll, I'm going to Venmo you $6 to cover that Office Max purchase of that paper calendar, okay? That's awesome. Thank you for thank you for doing that. Greatly appreciate it. Do you Venmo in your in your great uh, senior age or what? Do I need to? Ship I don't you even. A check? You know what? I get laughed at. Uh, I don't have Venmo. Of course you don't. No. Nope. I'll, I'll ship you a paper check, okay? <laughs> Do you? you there still, we go. He still checks. I'm sure. Um, all right. Other 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 question. He's not seventy, Trisha. It's I know. I'm not going to ask him his actual age. <laughs> Um, I'm working past retirement age then, right? Yeah, I don't think so. Either that, you got a heck of a Botox person if you're 70 and look that fresh. <laughs> there we go. Um, all right, so people are asking, um, what's the highest ace points the Atlantic has ever had? Oh, my God. Uh, I can do that, Jeremy. Ooh, yeah, I don't know the answer to that one off the top of my head. But I've you'd probably want to go to something like uh, maybe 2005, yep. 2020, years like that. Give me two seconds. Ace. So 180 in 1878, 258 in is there had 19... to be a, um, quite a few major hurricanes, I would say. I mean, I guess so. Is 1933 the ace winner with 258 ace points? I don't see anything else that, that comes close to that. Interesting. That's, Two... a, that's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, 245 in 2005, but 253 in 1933. What well, was to... 2020? 2020. That was the year we had like 30 name storms. 2020 was 180, believe it or not. Okay. They weren't um, many And I also ones. think that's impressive for 1933. Because right. Because you're talking like pre-satellite, um, not able to detect these things quite as easy. So maybe there was a, a weak system here or there that right. in today's world would have been a tropical storm, added up a little bit of ace, but really no way to detect it back then. Well, Brad's asking how accurate is 1933. Without like going back and looking at the season, like... There must have been a ton of major hurt. I mean, I understand this is a database Phil Klotzbach put together, so I don't know where he got this information, <laughs> mm -hmm. but he is a library of information, so I, I will trust it at face value, but I, I does have me kind of wondering what to go back and look at that. Yeah, um, that's kind of crazy. I would not have guessed that. I would have guessed probably like 2005, maybe 2020, something like that. I mean, to, like we got close in, in 2005 with 243, but yeah, isn't that something? That's yeah, that's something. With 28 named storms in 2005, we had 30 named storms in 2020. Wow. 1933, we had 20 named storms. Okay. So, that was I mean, definitely a very busy season. Yeah, yeah. So, that's, and maybe that's uh, maybe that's around where we end up this year. We'll see. Yeah, it, 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 I, I am curious to go and like now that's got a little bug in my ear. Like I need to go look at 1933 just to see what that season looked like. Right. You know. Um, let's see. Any other questions? Anybody? Anything? Anything? I don't, 
see anything on uh, my end. Yeah. Um, Digital Dentistry on YouTube is asking, does 91L have a high chance of going out to sea? All right. If you want to show that uh, quickly, I know you kind of showed that it curves northwest and then turns a little more to the north. Yeah, here, I'll, I'll throw those models up there. So, um, it, you know, the good news that for now is it looks like 91L, which would become Rena, um, does want to try and recurve because as Philippe weakens and... 91L pulses up, that would help with a recurve. So at least for now, that's what the models are showing. But we'll we'll have to watch and see how that plays out. And it may briefly go over a little bit of cooler water where Philippe right. tracks. Right. But Philippe, again, we showed is not impressive at all. Yeah. All right. Any other uh, stuff on your end, Jeremy, other than happy birthday? No, I think that's uh, I think that's it. I'll go uh, spend the next two hours blowing out candles. I guess since there's so many, right there's before so I go many. to work. We don't want you to hyperventilate. We need you to do that. Are you working tonight? I definitely am. Okay. All right. So are, are we are we getting a nice fancy dinner? You guys gonna do anything fun? Uh, probably not really. This is how you know he's seventy because he's curmudgeon-y. You see that? I'm just kidding. All right. Well, if that's it, then, hey, let's put this one to bed. Uh, it's a it's a beautiful forecast for now because all the tropical stuff that we're tracking for the moment is not going to bother us too much. Keep it that way. Yes. <laughs> all right. Listen, have a great day, everybody. From sunny central Florida, I'm West 2 meteorologist Eric Burris. And from Savannah, Georgia, I'm WJCL 22 chief meteorologist Jeremy Nelson. See ya. Happy birthday, buddy. All right. See ya.